Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Well, that's it. I am just going to admit what a wonderful week it has been in the world of wrestling. I mean, Raw was good, Shock Horror, SmackDown was good, all of AEW has been good. So now I just need to go and lay down in a dark room for a while and basically reset myself to zero because right now I'm on about 179. But yes, my name is Time for One Culture. Welcome to yet another episode of Ups and Downs. And this time we are going to focus on Smackdown, the home of the tribal chief. Oh, Roman Reigns, we love you. But was it any good or did it absolutely suck? Let's find out by taking the finger of power and giving the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Extreme Rules has basically snuck up on us, hasn't it? It's almost like WWE may have forgotten. But on that show, we are going to have Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch in a women's title match. So out came the man to start smacking down. As ever, fans don't really know what to do when they do see Becky Lynch. There were some boos and there were some cheers. And she admitted that she did embarrass Bianca Belair in her hometown. And she doesn't feel very good about it. I was like, that is actually what happened. Maybe this wasn't the best idea. Blair interrupted, thank goodness, and she had to do that, because imagine she was just laying in the back like some kind of a schmo. And she said to Becky Lynch, yes, you did embarrass me last week. And I was like, Bianca, what are you doing? Shut up. And you did embarrass me at SummerSlam. I was like, Bianca, would you stop saying words? However, come Extreme Rules, I'm not going to be embarrassed anymore. And in fact, I'm going to become the champion again. And I don't believe this is going to happen, but at least she was having some fighting words. Then started to say how strong she was, and that made me laugh because it was like a child. Like, oh man, you won't believe how strong I am. And then if you can believe it, even offered to shake Becky Lynch's hand. 
I'm like Bianca. What did I just say to you a few seconds ago? Would you stop putting yourself in these kind of predicaments? Of course we did this though in order to reverse what we had done last week because this time it was Becky Lynch that was like, ha ha, I'm going to beat you up. But she failed. Bianca Belair gave her the KOD. So now we're like, what's going to happen at the pay-per-view? I mean, this was very much WWE by numbers, but both these people are excellent in their roles. I do want to say that I actually saw this matchup at the London House Show this week in the O2 Arena. And if they do what they did there on a bigger stage, I promise you this, it is going to be damn good. Up. Tony Storm was then rocking out with Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Books. Put your hands up if you're just a little bit worried about Tony Storm. It served as a lead into this match as well because we did have an intercontinental title contest between Apollo Crews and Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm sure, like me, you thought, oh, we're going to do it on Extreme Rules. But we did it here at Apollo Crews. He's having a terrible 2021. I now think the record is Shinsuke Nakamura 8, Apollo Crews nothing. <laughs> Because he lost again, I bet he's getting drafted, but this was good up. And then, like I say, they just had a really good match. It was nothing out of the ordinary. Although, of course, every time Shinsuke Nakamura was getting beaten up, Rick Boogs was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to play the guitar. I'm sorry, that is the most JRPG thing I've ever seen in my life. There was a cool near fall by Shinsuke after he did this knee drop off the second rope, but then Apollo Crews had one of his own after a Samoan drop. And then the good guys were like... We don't really like Commander Aziz, who's just being a dickhead on the outside of the ring. So if they beat him up, they got back in there. Shinsuke Nakamura hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and he retained his title. And look, I don't mind when we do surprise roll-ups. People now think, oh, Simon, you hate every single surprise roll-up ever. No, I don't. It's just when you overdo them. A case that we will talk about in around about six minutes. My weird random prediction from a few weeks ago then came true. Now, admittedly, I was just using Montez Ford's name as an example. It could have been everyone. But when he was being interviewed about the fact that it's going to be the Street Profits taking on the Usos at Extreme Rules, Montez Ford basically went, yeah, that's great and all. But do you know who sucks? Roman Reigns. I was like, Montez, what are you doing? He will decapitate you. He was also by himself this evening because Angelo Dawkins was away at a wedding. And even though when I had made this crazy prediction, people pointed and laughed at me, much like they always do throughout my life, so I've got used to it, we did find out that our main event was going to be Roman Reigns taking on Montez Ford. And I was so excited about this. I thought this was great because it's all about freshness, people. We have a bunch of new matches that we can do whenever the hell we want. And as it is pro wrestling, let's pull the trigger and do them, which is exactly what we did here. So we cut away from Ford to Roman Reigns, who was just like, oh, suffering sucker Tash, Paul Heyman, you better go and make this match right now, which he did. He went to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville. They agreed, which means the main event, once again for SmackDown, Roman Reigns versus Montez Ford. And I'm going to keep saying it because even though I saw it with both my eyes, I still can't believe it. We also have to throw in here that Paul Heyman with the general managers did mention the fact that maybe, just maybe, Brock Lesnar is going to get drafted to Raw. So this is something to keep your Rey Mysterio eye on. We then had this awesome recap package between Seth Rollins and Edge before Seth Rollins was here, dressed like lipstick, I suppose. And honestly, I don't know what's happened over the last couple of months when it comes to the Seth Rollins character, but he is flubbing great right now. He getting up. He's also deranged and kind of hilarious because he was all like, Edge, you better be on SmackDown next week because if you don't arrive, I'm going to hunt you down and I'm going to beat you up in front of your family and in front of your children. And I was laughing like, tee and then realizing what a terrible human I was. It's just such a threat to make 
I'm going to find you and kick your ass in front of your kids. I was kind of surprised too because later on we did learn that Edge had tweeted, okay, I will be on SmackDown next week and I thought we were going to do a massive injury angle here. But look, if we are about to do Edge versus Seth Rollins round three or whatever the hell it is, sign me up. That match is fabu. Then, well... What the hell happened? Because it was Liv Morgan versus Zelina Vega. And I swear last week WWE said, or Carmella said, oh, if you can't beat Zelina Vega, you don't get to fight me at Extreme Rules. Well, Liv Morgan lost here, which was also really dumb. And apparently that match is still going ahead. So just call me an idiot, I suppose. I don't know what's going on. This also wasn't that great because it barely went two minutes. And I just want to ask WWE, you do realize you can do a five minute match and that will be okay? Apparently not. Given Carmella was on commentary too, you just knew what was gonna happen. She jumped up on the apron. She caused the distraction. And then Liv Morgan turned around into a code red after Zelina Vega had been climbing up some railings and she got the one, two, three. I just think we could do more with this, especially because this is pure WWE 50-50 booking. I'm giving it down. It also means we are back to the distraction counter, which rolls up to 101. At this point, we may actually get to 150 before the end of the year. And then I become a hypocrite. Whoops. Because yes, as I've said time and time again, WWE has too many talk shows. I mean, Kevin Owens has one, The Miz has one, Alexa Bliss has one. So when I found out that Baron Corbin was gonna have one, I was like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. But it was called Happy Talk. And it was just the best thing ever. Because this whole thing was just dedicated to being a positive Pete, or I suppose a bouncing Baron. Because he came out here and he's so happy that he's rich, and he's so happy that he's got a bunch of cash, and he's got a suit, and he's got a car. To the point, he introduced his first guest, and he wanted it to be someone who would be super duper happy. So his guest was Baron Corbin. I was laughing. I was rolling in the eyes. This was so stupid, but my word entertaining. Kevin Owens soon marched out, because of course he did. This was an absolute farce from his point of view. But before he could do much of anything, he was jumped by a hooded man that turned out to be none other than the returning Riddick Moss. And who the hell had that on their bingo card? They absolutely wrecked KO2 by throwing him to the steel steps. And I swear, WWE, if you don't call Riddick Moss, riveting Riddick or made up Moss, we're going to have a problem. When I say a problem, I'm probably just going to go on Reddit and moan about it. This is really cool, though. I was all for that last time we were going to give Baron Corbin a faction, and then for many reasons, it just got broken at the seams. So let's do it again, and let's make them so obnoxiously happy that as ever, we just want to see him get punched in the face. I mean, you can even call them the happy hamsters. No, don't do that. Do not call them the happy hamsters. But honestly, I am enjoying the heck out of this feud. Kayla Braxton then double-checked the Montez Ford wanted to fight Roman Reigns. I was like, man, why don't you just go up to him and give him a slap? It would be less insulting. And Montez Ford was like, of course I want this match with Roman Reigns. Don't you come into my house and say these things? So that's right, my friends, it's still on. These ridiculously short matches then continued, and it is not a good look for WWE, that more often than not, they are featuring the women. Once again, WWE, you do know they can go a bit longer than this. Down. It did see Nikki Ash on SmackDown because, of course, now she is a tag team champion, so she's allowed to go wherever the hell she wants, taking on Natalia. And even then, I was a little bit mad. Aren't we done with this feud? I get it. They lost the championships and they want them back. 
It's just been going on for a very long time. It honestly didn't even go two minutes though, and of course ended when Nikki Ash hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And this is when it annoys me, when you get to the second finish like this in the same show. If you are going through your script and you see you have the same ending, but you've doubled it, just come up with anything else. Again, it's wrestling. You could have an alien come down from the skies and zap somebody with a gun and you'd get away with it because it's predetermined. Unbelievably too, this was a distraction, but the dude who was distracted was the referee because Rhea Ripley and Tamina, what's that? Hey, no, there's nobody Mina were brawling on the outside. So the ref was like, would you stop? Would you stop? And even though Tamina had hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, not Tamina, Natalia, even though Natalia had hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, by the time the ref turned around, Nikki just reversed it and she scored the one, two, three. So it's not like you can get behind that. It's not like she's like, oh, you're so good at wrestling. She just fluked a win. It also means we bring back the distraction board and it rolls up to 102. I've already made my thoughts very clear about this. The highlight did come after this because Knox and Shotzi came out on their tank and they fired a missile at the tag team champions. Now I want to make it very clear, it wasn't a real missile. Can you imagine that? Oh no, Nikki Ash has been exploded. But at least they're gonna get their tag team title shot. A small part of me, this part right in my wrist, was a little bit worried it would never happen. Okay, look, while we did overdo the matches between Dominic Mysterio and Sami Zayn because it just felt like they were coming at us each and every week, when it comes to the story, it has buried itself in my gut and it has turned on my intrigue gland. Now, I still don't want to see Daddy and Son break up because I think it's ridiculous, but they are at odds here. Because Rey Mysterio was saying to his son, you don't listen to me and that's why you keep losing. Whereas his boy was going, no, Dad, you keep sticking your nose in my business and that's the problem. So Ray put his hands up and he said, okay, I'm going to leave you to it. And as soon as he did, who popped up? He was in mega asshole mode too because he just started manipulating Dommy Boy here and he was like you shouldn't listen to your dad or he who bore you. You should listen to me and I think you should start to trust your instincts. And Dominic liked this because of course he's nothing but a young pup and he doesn't know what he's doing. So seriously yeah I have no idea where this is going to go. Maybe Dominic does turn on his dad but do I want to see it? The answer is yes. So thank you very much. WWE then kind of pulled the double header when it came to kind of long-term story too, because Naomi was then out here to address everything with Sonya Deville. So if you take this and you take the Mysterio stuff, it's good enough. Naomi got straight into this as well by saying, look, I just want to have a match on SmackDown, but that damn Sonya won't give me a match. So as I am in the ring, I'm going to put an open challenge to anybody in that there locker room. But then, of course, it was DeVille who came out who said, nah, we ain't going to do that. And in fact, you better shut up, otherwise I'll have you removed. Naomi then challenged Sonya DeVille and all the fans were chanting, yeah, man, give us this match, we want to see it. But I don't think Naomi had heard what Sonya said. So she did go get security and Naomi was removed from a wrestling ring because she wanted to do her job. And that did give me a little bit of a chuckle. But honestly, now I want to see Naomi versus Sonya Deville, which is doubly cool because I haven't seen Naomi fight in ages and Sonya Deville can make her big, ha ha, I'm coming back to the ring. All of this is very simple but effective. It always works. We then cut to the back and we saw the bloodline heading towards the ring. We had this kind of bizarre moment when the Usos bumped into the Alpha Academy and they were like, oh, I hate you so much. We should have a fight. So I guess we're going to have that tag team championship match at some point. And then if you can believe it, yes, Roman Reigns, there he is, 
versus Montez Ford. This was wonderful. Again, it was just wonderful because it was so new, it was so fresh. And look, given that we kind of had some kind of altercation between Roman Reigns and Chad Gable, I mean, we didn't, but do that match as well. I mean, just keep giving me these because I've never seen it before. Reigns was doing his usual, I'm gonna smash you routine to begin with. And a small part of me was like, man, they're just gonna drop out Montez Ford. But this wasn't the case at all because not only did they start to brawl on the outside where Montez got the upper hand, but for the duration of this match, he was presented as not only Roman Reigns' equal, but maybe, just maybe someone that at some stage could beat him. So I'm sorry, somebody give me a pen and somebody give me a bunch of boxes and I'm going to get to ticket. I mean, he even threw Roman into the barricade at one point and he was going to follow that up by jumping off the announce table. But very sadly, the announce table went heel and it collapsed. But Montez Ford dealt with that brilliantly. He didn't let him slow it down. And as always, Pat McAfee on commentary sold this just tremendously. He is such a good color commentator, we have to talk about it. They kept scrapping around the place for a while when Montez Ford used his last HP to climb to the top rope and go for the frog splash. Very sadly, Reigns got his knees up. He applied the guillotine choke and you just knew this was the end. He did tap out or pass out, whichever one it was. It was kind of a combo of the two. But my word, I had a really good time and is getting it up. To remind you, there is an Extreme Rules pay-per-view at the weekend. All of a sudden, Paul Heyman got on the microphone and said, well, given that we do have this crazy event in a couple of days, I don't think we've given the fans what they wanted. So the Usos were then here. And between them and Roman Reigns, they picked Montez Ford up and they chucked him through a table. Just as they were about to finish him off though, all of a sudden the lights went out, and as I've said time and time again, I will always enjoy that, when Finn Balor turned up as the demon. Honestly, WWE got some great shots here. He went absolute lightning on their ass as well, and he basically beat all three of them up. He finished it off with this huge dive onto Roman as well, which was a great way to end SmackDown, especially because then Finn Balor was like, hey man, look at these poses I'm making, and the fans were like, oh my God, they are very, very good. And yes, look, do I think the demon is probably going to get pulverized at Extreme Rules? Yes, but I don't have to worry about that now. That is future Simon's problem. So surprise, surprise, it was yet another good episode of SmackDown because they give you stories and they just build them week after week after week. I still think Extreme Rules on paper kind of looks like a eh, kind of a show. Don't know what that means, but I'll still watch it and I'll still have a good time. And overall, SmackDown is getting it up. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. 